Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Owens, also known as Death Doula Jen, the founder of FromButterfliesToAngels.com, where I provide end-of-life services, education, and planning, as well as elder care doula services. I want to start off by saying, if you have an aversion to talking about death, here's your out. Because while some of our discussions are light and simple, sometimes we can get deep. With that being said, this podcast may be triggering to some of you, but it's all about helping you to challenge your views on death and even life itself. Now that we have that out of the way, welcome to my podcast about death and dying. Notice, I didn't say aging and dying because not everyone dies of old age. As I often say, the only fact about life is death. What is a good death? Before we get into the question, let's look at the word good. One definition says to be desired or approved of. Another says the benefit or advantage of someone else. Another says a favorable character or tendency. It goes on to say well-founded, bountiful, conforming to standard, and the list goes on and on and on. Who knew? I mean... I have used the word good in many different ways, but I never really extensively thought about it. Have you? So first, if you haven't, before you start to think about your good death, think about who determines the good. Is it you? Is it your family? Friends? Society? Who? Let's talk about a good death. Well, I'll talk about what my good death would look like. It's going to be different for everyone. So I'll just share my current idea of a good death. Now, keep in mind, my idea of a good death is ever changing. Not by much, but as I move through the death worker world, certain things that I held near to me become less important and others become more important. At this moment, as I sit thinking about my good death, I would want to know that I'm dying, be it of old age or illness. I would want to know. Hopefully, if I make it to old age, I would have come to the realization that I was dying. But if it's of an illness, I would want to know. I would want everyone around me to be truthful and tell it to me straight. If I'm dying, just tell me. I don't want people treating me with kid gloves or trying to save my feelings because my opinion is that doesn't really help me through my dying process. If I was to die from an illness, I wouldn't want it to be a long and drawn out illness. I would hope and pray that that wasn't the case. I don't want to be kept alive for years and years as I slowly become a shell of who I used to be. I don't want to be kept alive and unable to do things for myself either. Now, if my husband has to change a diaper or something, he better change my diapers. But if I start to lose the very essence of me, If I have a terminal illness that would cause me to slowly deteriorate to the point where I just have nothing there as far as the person I used to be, I have already discussed with my husband and will soon be discussing with my two friends that I would like to choose to go before I get to that point. Choosing to go meaning I would like to be medically assisted and end in my life. I want to do it while I have the competency to say so. Assisted suicide is sometimes what it's called. I don't like the term suicide though. 
I don't like it when people say someone committed suicide. It makes it sound like a crime, like no one really knows what the person was going through, so we can't really judge them for it. And I feel like saying they committed suicide is kind of judgy. Just my opinion. I usually say someone completed their suicide attempt or someone died by suicide. If I'm dying and I make the choice to go sooner rather than later, I don't even think that should be considered suicide. I mean... I'm already at the point in my life where there's nowhere else to go anyway. And knowing that I'm dying, if it was possible, I'd love to celebrate. A celebration of life party. That's what I want to have. I want to be there. The funeral, that's not for me. That's for my family. The party, that would be for me. I say the funeral is for my family because I won't be there to see it, but they will. So it's for them. It doesn't have to be a big party, nothing expensive, but a little little something, something, you know, where we can all get together one last time. Speaking of funerals, I don't want my loved ones spending a ton of money on that either. I'm leaning towards a green burial so that I can kind of be returned where I feel like I came from, which is earth, or maybe aquamation, which is a water cremation. I'm still learning about it. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole a little bit. So I'm not really sure about it, but I can see that being something that I would request for my end of life. The one thing that I do know is that I do not want another steel casket going into the earth and polluting the earth more than we already have. That's the one thing I do know. During my last days, hours, or minutes earthside, I love to be at home in my living room or in my bed, two of my favorite places. I know this may or may not be physically or financially possible. I also don't even know if my family would be able to handle the emotional battle that they may have to face watching me die in our family home. Though, I really, really hope that I would have equipped them with the tools to be able to do so. Lots of people want to die at home, though, about 80%. But without the proper planning and a good amount of funds, sadly, it's not always possible in our society. I do know that I don't want to die in a hospital. Hospice, I'll accept. Hospital, not if I can help it. Home or not, I want to be surrounded by my loved ones. I want to be able to tell them that I love them just in case there's any doubt. Hopefully, I would have lived my life in a way that my family knows how much they matter to me because this small fact right here is what a lot of dying people regret or sometimes wonder about not knowing if their family really knows how much they love them. Back to my good death, because I can get off topic really fast. I'd be surrounded by my family and friends, telling stories, listening to music, just talking and having a good old time. Well, just as good of a time as you can have when someone you love is dying. If I'm able to still drink alcohol, I'd want everybody to take a shot of tequila with me. (laughs) That's my thing. Anyone who knows me knows I love tequila shots. It's just, it's just what I do. I know this next thing is probably going to be a tall order to ask, but I would really, really, really like it if no one was super sad in front of me. I mean, knowing that I'm dying is sad, but imagine dealing with your own death and everyone else's sadness too. Mm, I guess sadness is okay. But I really, really don't want anybody asking me not to go or telling me they need me to stay because they can't make it without me here. I kind of think that's BS, 
no offense, but to put that kind of guilt and pressure on someone who's dying, like they have a choice of not dying, I'm pretty sure most dying people would not die if they really had the choice. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me add this disclaimer. If you have told a loved one that was dying not to leave, I understand. Let me say that again. If you have told a loved one that was dying not to leave, I understand. It's natural. I told my 42-day-old daughter Lyric not to leave me. So I understand. I'm simply saying for me at this point in my life, with the understanding that I have now, I would not want anyone who loved me to burden me with something that's out of my control. Nothing against anyone else. Please understand me on this. We are talking about my definition of a good death. Have you thought about what a good death would look like for you? Have you thought about death at all, be it yours or a loved one's? I know in our society, death is a hard pill to swallow, especially with the amazing medical technologies and treatments we have access to, well, that most of us have access to in the United States, because it's not the same for everyone. But I'll save that for another day and another podcast. Doctors are trained to keep us alive, and they fight their butts off to do so. I can't imagine what they feel every time they lose a person. We are so conditioned to want to stay alive and to want our loved ones to stay alive. If you've listened to my podcast about how I became a death doula, then you'll remember that even I wanted the doctors to do whatever they could do to keep my daughter alive. I'm not even confident that now if I had to make the decision about a loved one that I would be able to let go unless we had previously discussed what they wanted. And even then, I know, being me, it would be extremely hard. That's why I have a team. I feel guilty putting that burden on just one person. So I feel like if there's a group of people who know what I want, somehow, some way they can come to some kind of collective agreement to carry out my plans. We can all say what we would do, but honestly, no one really knows until we're all faced with those hard decisions. If you have ever been faced with making these decisions, I will tell you that you did a good job. You made the best decision you could at the time with the tools that you had. If anyone is telling you different, ignore them. Don't beat yourself up. Like I said, no one really knows what we'll do when we're put in a position like that. When we have to decide whether someone lives or dies, that's a heavy decision. There's no right or wrong in that. You do what you got to do. These are my plans for a good death. This is what I have in mind. This is what I've discussed with some of my family and friends. It is important for me to make my plans known to them and now technically to everybody else, I guess. But I don't want them to have any confusion or, more importantly, any guilt when these very important decisions have to be made. They will know that I spoke very loudly and very clearly about what I wanted. I hope I gave you something to think about, whether you start to talk to your family and friends 
or you start to have internal conversations with yourself about what you want at your end of life. Thinking about death is super scary. Talking about death, probably even scarier because you're vocalizing it. But I tell you one thing, talking about death doesn't make you die. But you know what might be a little scarier than talking about it or thinking about it? Going at death blindly and having no idea what your loved ones wanted or your loved ones having no idea what you wanted and just sitting there hoping that in the end, you did the right thing. I'm Death Dula Jen. I just want to thank you for listening to From Butterflies to Angels, a podcast about death and dying. If you have any questions, feel free to visit www.frombutterfliestoangels.com. Thanks again.